16 minutes it is after 8 p.m. It's the Shop Stewards Corner here on Metro FM Talk. And uh, we now take a look at the South African Federation of Trade Unions, which is uh, uh, taking their nationwide general strike to Parliament this week as it accuses the government of not doing enough to uplift South Africans uh, who are, find themselves, uh, I guess, in the throes of the ravages of poverty, growing unemployment and inequality. Now, the Federation is also... I guess taking aim at South Africa's ambitious economic uh, reconstruction and recovery plan and uh, as part of this uh, general mobilization, uh, of course, looking uh, to register their displeasure uh, with how uh, South Africa has not only dealt with the COVID-19 challenge, but uh, I guess the broader and more enduring economic crisis that the country faces. I'm joined on the line by the General Secretary of uh, SAFTU, as well as Zimavavi, uh, to speak about this particular issue. General Secretary, good evening to you and welcome. Thank you very much for inviting us, and good evening to you and to everybody listening. Yeah. Uh, GS, the first question, Nebenis Buzayona, earlier on, is, uh, I guess, you know, uh, when you speak about a mobilization, I mean, we're not talking about Mkukubelana or Bandu by four or five. Uh, so I'm wondering, I mean, how this is going to work in, in, in the context of some of the disaster regulations. Well, what's your view on this? I know you've also called for the government to allow political gatherings, but in the current moment, one would think that that, this places severe limitations on uh, how big a mobilization you can have here. Yeah, the main call is that workers must stay at home, must not go to work, must, uh, to, uh, must respond positively to the call we're making for a stay away. So the bulk of uh, uh, workers will stay at home so that uh, they don't do what we usually do i.e. to call workers uh, to assemble in the cities in their thousands. No, we are a responsible federation. We won't do that. We know that these are new, untested waters. We cannot drive a third wave of a coronavirus in the country or expose workers to death. So, no, it's a call for a stay away, stay at home. There will be, however, limited targeted actions of uh, within the regulations. The regulations allow us to assemble 100 people uh, outside. We are a trade union, by the way. We are not a political party. The ban applies to political parties, not to uh, trade union activities. Otherwise, that would be downright uh, unconstitutional state of the emergency. So we are allowed to, uh, within the the regulations were exempted by the president way back uh, whilst we were still at stage four that we can run trade union trade activities. So with that, we will, uh, uh, and we have organized specific uh, demonstrations, pickets, and uh, uh, in specific areas. For example, we will, in a limited way, uh, have a procession of uh, not more than 100 people in mm. Cape Town, social distance with masks, and, uh, and we will supply uh, the activists with, uh, with, uh, with sanitizers. We will go and picket and, uh, in Parliament by mm. 11 o'clock. 12 o'clock, we will be in Parliament. We will have uh, demonstrations uh, in the Pisho Parliament of the Eastern Cape. We will have mm. demonstrations. In Port Elizabeth, we will have demonstrations, and uh, here in Johannesburg, and uh, Paraguay, the CCMA, the Premier's office, and uh, mm. we will have uh, 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 cars, uh, 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 
uh, call boys to uh, sure, sure. many places uh, during that day here in Johannesburg. And okay. we General will have Secretary, uh, similar actions uh, in Deben and uh, uh, Mecca's are assembling at Carlos Fontaine. They sure. will uh, drive into the highways to deliver mm. the memorandums in the KwaZulu-Natal legislature GS. in uh, Peter Marisberg. So those are very GS. limited actions. Uh, that General Secretary. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let, let's do this. Um, let's take a brief break. Unfortunately, Funeska Sambasi of England. Let's take this brief break. When we come back, uh, I want you, I guess, uh, to uh, complete that point you were making around where the mobilizations are going to happen. And then when we come back, I want us to unpack, I guess, uh, you know, the substantive issues that you're raising with the Economic Reconstruction and Recovery Plan. Uh, and, uh, of course, uh, uh, I guess some of the motivations uh, that have uh, uh, compelled you to hit the streets in the manner that you're planning here. So we'll come back to some of those themes after this. Twenty-two minutes it is after eight PM. It's the Shop Stewards Corner, which we bring to you every Monday, taking a look into the happenings in the lives of working people. And uh, this uh, evening is certainly no different. Uh, we talk about the uh, SAFTU nationwide general strike planned for later on this week. And I'm joined by uh, SAFTU General Secretary Zuelin Zimavavi. Now, uh, General Secretary, you've touched, I guess, on the on uh, the nature. Uh, I guess, and uh, what form the mobilization is going to take and some of the precautions that you're going to take. But I want us to maybe grapple, I guess, with some of the substantive political economy questions that you're raising. One is that, you know, there's a sense that uh, all of us are running helter-skelter trying to respond to COVID-19 from an economic perspective uh, without understanding that our crisis in, a, in very meaningful ways and significant ways predates COVID-19. I think the second issue that you're raising uh, as SAFTU is uh, potentially, of course, around uh, the uh, economic reconstruction and recovery plan. And maybe that might be a good place for us to start. Uh, you reject it. Um, and uh, I guess uh, it might be helpful for us to understand on what basis you do. We reject it in total, uh, Ayabonga. We reject it because that uh, uh, recovery plan is not taking us out of an overall and overarching uh, economic strategy the government has been pursuing for the past 25 years. And that, that government has been pursuing over the past 25 years have simply done the following. One, it has worsened unemployment to the point now that we in South Africa are the most or a country with the most unemployment in amongst all industrializing countries. We are number one. There is no country that is industrializing, developing, that have tolerated that more than half of its women are unemployed and that more than 60% of its youth are unemployed. The second point it has done is that it has worsened the levels of, uh, of, of poverty in the economy to the point that in, by 2013-2014, we had over 33 million of the 54-5 million then kept in poverty. As we speak, 70% of the population is living in poverty. If you use the upper bound poverty level of 1,260 rands, 70% are living below that. So that's what this uh, 
framework have done over the 25 years. Thirdly, it has made us the most unequal society in the world. Mm. With number one, we have a situation where 10% of the population is owing wealth, or is owing 90% of the wealth of the country. 10% owes 90% of the wealth, meaning that 90% of the population must share 10% of the wealth. This is going on, is, is deepening all the time. And I'm not going to mention corporate, corporate uh, corruption. If you look at the PwC report, it says we are position number two in the whole world when it comes to corporate uh, corruption, where our government is allowing the corporates to move out of this economy up to 400 billion rands in illicit cash outflows and mispricing. 400 billion rands that can make an immediate difference in our lives. And it is allowing the same corporates to dodge their responsibility to the tax man. If you look at the uh, uh, Judge Dennis uh, report, he says up to 350 billion rands annually is lost through uh, what you call aggressive uh, tax, tax dodging planning. schemes. Mm. Government is doing nothing about it. And thirdly, the, gov- the government officials themselves are saying we are losing between 35 and 40% of, the, of, of our procurement budget to, to tender fraud and corruption, again committed by the corporates. And uh, no action. Every time we hear passing a very uh, 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 weak statements to say we will do something about illicit cash outflows, we're doing something mm-hmm. about corruption. Nothing is being done. What this government has then done is that it has increased the VAT in 2018. And we fear that it may increase the VAT again. And the VAT is a regressive tax system Mm. that is punishing the poor more than it will ever impact on the the rich in in our society. That's why Mm. we, we deliberately said to the government, hold on, you promised us a stimulus package, and you know that you are telling the South African population a, a, a time when you said that uh, we, we have a stimulus package, because the stimulus package that you was talking about is basically 50 billion rands, not mm-hmm. 500 billion rands. The 500 billion rands is money that would have been raided in service delivery areas of all the departments to be put up as a, as a stimulus. Stimulus is new money. Go anywhere in the world, you will be told that stimulus, you have to raise taxes mm. and mm. you have to, uh, to, to, to do quality easing and you have to do those extraordinary things to address a crisis sure, at hand. Sure. This General Secretary, didn't do that. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think I think you're raising very important issues, um, and uh, the issue that you raise around aggressive tax planning behavior of large corporates, uh, many people might say, is being addressed by the large business center at SARS, and we can have that debate. I think it's arguable as well. Uh, but I but, but I want to hone in on two areas of what you you've just raised. One are the elements of the uh, I guess uh, recovery response that have been aimed at households. 
uh, workers and I guess firms. So the UIF, um, the uh, Social Relief of Distress Grant, and the views of SAFTU on that particular score. And then I think those, the second issue I want us to... Those important statements that the government made. I think we, okay, must, go ahead, yeah. we must say yeah. that up front. Mm. That 50 billion rands in the form of money for the UIF and, and, and money for terrorists was mm. important steps. Government was doing what is being done uh, elsewhere in the world, mm. but at a very small scale. For example, let's look at the practicalities. Out of those interventions, the government was able to put a 350 rands a month for the unemployed. 350 rands. Many people said, oh, this, that's something. But we will say that's so tokenist. It is so insignificant that it is below even the poverty line uh, passing of 585 rand. So as part of the people's coalition on, 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 mm. on the, on, on the uh, COVID-19, we said at least raise that amount to 585 rand a person just for mm. people to be able to buy sufficient bread that will, can last them a month and uh, and uh, oros, m- milk, and, and sure, salt. Sure. But 350 mm. rands does not even take them anywhere close to a situation mm. where you can say it is making a difference. So that's the first yeah. point. The second point, we, we were very happy with the signal, a signal that said uh, government is, is, is putting more money on the on the table for the those who are supporting children through the mm. uh, ch- uh, child support grant and was putting an extra cash for the old age te- uh, pensioners to do all of those things of coping with the with the situation. Sure, but sure. even those amounts of money were just too little to make a big difference in the context of the overall poverty crisis facing our people in this economy. So mm. one of the things we're raising on Wednesday is to say, but can you be inspired by what uh, Joe Biden is, is doing in the United States? He had put and suggested that uh, the Congress vote on a 1.9 trillion U.S. dollars to, to help the firms survive the onslaught of the lockdowns to help workers put something on the table to stimulate uh, economic activity and to get that economy uh, uh, more resilient to the crisis that uh, we are speaking about, the COVID-19. Our government Mm. will not put a stimulus on Wednesday, and uh, they are not going to do that. Instead, we fear they are going to be looking at taxing us and uh, all... They may have raided all the departments and, and, and badly to the point that they now have money to save in order to are, pay are, are for you the not in favor, are, are you not in favor of, of tax increases? That we need. Are you not in favor of tax increase? <laughs> We're calling for the tax increase, but to the 10% and the 1% that owns all of what is moving in South Africa. Give us a tax to... to for example, our call is very clear. The corporates were paying at some point 
52-54% of tax in South Africa. Right in 1993-1992, they clocked 54%. Our government, as part of this neoliberal approach to development, reduced that tax now to 28%. From 52-54%, they reduced it to 28% with this naive belief that if you lighten the burden of tax contribution by corporates, they mm. will uh, uh, invest in the economy, uh, they will be a trickle down to the poor. And yet, here is our reality. The corporates are hoarding and are sitting on investable cash of 1.4 trillion rands, money in their back pocket. And thanks to the monetary policies of the government that have kept high interest rate in order to keep the inflation targeting of 3 to 6%, mm. which is now, we are now below even that 3 to 6%. In South Africa, the only country that can claim to be a developing well, you have a corporate able to put their money in the banks and still earn 3 to 4% profit, real profit, 3 to 4% real profit thanks to how they have uh, cornered the government to basically implement programs that are pro-them. But then those policies are the ones that are widening income Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. inequalities, poverty, and unemployment in society. And SAFTU and its allies in the working class are saying, we have seen enough, we must now start a program of a protracted, and the 24th of February is not the end. It mm. is the beginning of a protracted program of mass mobilization, of uniting organized workers with the youth, with the women that are leading the service delivery mm. protest in our country, sure. with the environmentalists, with the people who are being evicted in the townships and in the rural areas, with our people who are battling for access to land and uh, all of those struggles, we want to, to weave them, to weave them into a single struggle mm. of the working class to respond to the crisis that uh, is facing sure. the, the working people and their families in this country. Zondi, we'll have to leave it there. And unfortunately, we have run out of time. And uh, of course, uh, wishing you all the best as you hit the picket lines on Wednesday across the length and breadth of our country.